Welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, where we talk about all things self-care for those of us who are, let's face it, too busy for self-care. It's time to bring that same compassion that you offer to everyone else in your life to yourself as well. In this podcast, you'll hear real-life stories of how self-care transformed people's lives as they were going through life's storms. You'll learn practical, actionable tools to begin the self-care journey yourself as well. Because like I always say, small changes make a large impact. I'm your host, Dr. Sheetha Lajmani. I'm a physician, best-selling author, and the founder of Radiant Living Institute, where I guide strong, successful women to get unstuck and learn to live radiantly again through major life transitions. Through my signature program, Reclaim Your Radiance, you'll reclaim your worth, renew your energy, and restore your happiness in your life, career, and relationships. To get started, download your free guidebook, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Quick disclaimer before we get started, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific situation. Now, let's get started. What does self-care mean to you? In the last episode, in the trailer episode, we talked about essential self-care and what that means. If you haven't listened to it yet, definitely go back and listen to it. It's only six minutes long. But we talked about this idea that self-care doesn't have to be something radical or something that's constantly out of reach. We also talked about why self-care is important, that it's all about cultivating a nurturing relationship with yourself. Because essentially, everything else in your outside world is a reflection of your inner world. The foundation of all other relationships in your life is the relationship that you have with yourself. And as humans, we are relational beings. Our life is made up of relationships. Whether that's at work, with your coworkers, clients, customers, or personally with friends, family, community. Even the most introverted of us rely on relationships. So if the relationship with yourself is the foundation of all these other relationships and is the foundation of how you relate not only to people, but also to the things and situations in your life, well then, doesn't that make the relationship you have with yourself the most important one of all? the one that deserves the most attention, and yet so often you spend so much more time and energy focused on everyone else's needs and everything else going on outside of yourself. So much so that you lose touch with your inner connection. And it's not just you who does this. It's not your fault. This is human nature. It requires an awareness and a concerted effort to redirect that attention and focus from the outside world to redirect that to nurturing your inner world and your inner self. And let's face it, it's hard. It can even feel scary. It takes tremendous courage and strength to even explore this idea. So I want to take a moment here to really commend and honor you for even taking this time to tune into this episode right now. And I hope that you can see that this action that you're taking right now of you listening to this podcast is you practicing self-care. And I want you to know that I see that and I appreciate it and I hope you see it too. So 
Moving on, often when I first start talking about self-care with my clients, one of my first questions to them is, what does self-care mean to you? Overwhelmingly, the response I get are things like getting a massage, going on vacation, and treating myself to fancy dinners. And then they automatically go on to tell me all the reasons that they can't do those things right now. All of the obstacles and buts, but I don't have time for that, but I don't have the money, but who will watch my kids while I go off and do this? Right? And so I want to go back to the title of this podcast, Essential Self-Care. Because while yes, the massage, vacation, and fancy dinner are all examples of self-care, those are only a glimmer of what self-care really looks like. If you imagine a triangle like Maslow's Pyramid of Hierarchy, if we made one of those for all things self-care, then things like the massage, vacation, and fancy dinner are all at the very top of that pyramid. It's more important and useful to meet the foundational layers of self-care below that first. What do I mean by that? Things like taking care of your daily hygiene is a huge part of self-care. Making sure that you're eating nutritious meals throughout the day and staying well hydrated. This is what real essential self-care looks like. Noticing how you talk to yourself, your inner dialogue, and making a conscious, intentional effort to change any negative self-talk to positive affirmations. This is essential self-care. Communicating the hard stuff with people you care about, like voicing your needs and setting boundaries, this is essential self-care. Yeah? Are you with me here? You know, one of the goals I have in creating this podcast is to really help you expand on the idea of what self-care means to you and what that looks like in your own unique, beautiful, perfectly imperfect life. Because it may look different for you than for your neighbor, your best friend, or your coworker. We all have unique needs, desires, strengths, capabilities, and life situations. So what works for someone else might not work for you, and vice versa. What works for you might not work for your neighbor, and that's okay. Can you start to embrace that? Embrace, honor, and accept your own individuality, and that the way self-care or creating that loving, nurturing relationship with your highest self looks like for you may be different than what it looks like for people around you. And that's okay. Here's the thing. Not only is that okay, it's needed. You were given a specific set of needs, desires, inclinations, and tendencies to fulfill your unique purpose in this world. We call that dharma in the yoga tradition, meaning your higher purpose. And the one thing you're being asked to do in this life is to take that hard action to tune into your inner voice as your guide, even when, especially when, it looks different than the path of the person sitting next to you. And that is hard. As humans, like I mentioned before, we are relational beings. That means we want to fit in. And so I'm not necessarily saying to give up on your responsibilities and duties in the world or even to give up on that desire to fit in. But what I am suggesting is that can you do those things while also tuning into and honoring your inner voice and who you are at the core? 
because so much of the suffering and inner discord that you feel is the result of your external actions not matching up with where your inner voice is trying to guide you. But instead of getting quiet and still, giving yourself that time and space to tune into your inner voice, you keep looking for that solution outside of yourself. Often by trying to control different aspects of your life situation, or this could look like people pleasing, saying yes to things when you really mean no, not setting boundaries to protect your time, energy, and space. You know, I often share this story of the musk deer. This is a deer that lives in the Himalayas and carries a musk fragrance that emanates from its forehead. But in this story, the deer searches all over the mountains for the source of this beautiful fragrance, not realizing that it's been within him the entire time. We are all like that musk deer, constantly searching and searching outside of ourselves for that true source of everlasting peace, happiness, beauty, and joy. So I can talk on and on about what self-care is and specifically what essential self-care is. But I want to hear from you now. Because the fact is, I can sit here and talk about self-care all day. But the power really lies in you taking a moment to consider what self-care means to you personally. So if you're sitting in a place where you can grab a pen and paper, then I want you to do that now. If you're listening while driving, then just think about or say your answers to these questions out loud in the car, and then afterwards go to my website, radiantlivinginstitute.com, and use the contact form to send your responses to me. I read and reply to every single message myself, and I really want to hear from you and support you through this exercise. So are you ready? The first question I want you to answer is, why? Why self-care? Why is self-care important to you right now? What is going on in your life right now that is making you even think about self-care as being something that is important? Are you going through a divorce or a bad breakup where you're questioning who you are and what's important to you? Are you going through major burnout in your career where all of a sudden this career that you worked so hard to build is the very thing that's leaving you feeling depleted, drained, and down all the time? Did you or family member recently get a new health diagnosis where all of a sudden you're faced with accepting and creating a new sense of what quote unquote normal looks like for you? Did your kids just leave for college and so for the first time in 18 years you have the opportunity to rediscover rediscover yourself and or your partner and that feels scary and you don't know where to start, right? So what is it for you? What is going on right now in your life that's making self-care a must? Now, the second question I want you to answer is, what are all the ways that self-care can look like for you? So go ahead and start jotting down the first answers that come to your mind. And I really want this to be a brainstorm for you of all the different possible ways that self-care could look like. So letting go of the how for now, so don't worry about how feasible the self-care activity is or is not. Really just think of this as a brainstorm and whatever comes to mind, just jot it down. So I gave some examples earlier and I'm going to just start listing off some other examples now to help get your juices flowing and give you a better idea of what I'm talking about here. So some examples would be meditation, yoga, dancing, going for a walk outdoors, starting a morning practice, journaling, Sitting down at the dining table to drink your tea in the mornings instead of multitasking. Brushing your teeth. Taking a water bottle to work to remind yourself to stay hydrated. 
saying a positive affirmation to yourself anytime you look at yourself in the mirror. So you can see there is a broad spectrum of what self-care can look like. So go ahead, finish jotting down your answers. And remember, you can come back and add to this list at any time. In fact, I absolutely encourage you to do so. So now lastly, I want you to pick one thing from that list that you made. And this is really important. I want you to pick only one thing that you can commit to doing at least one time this week. Now, if you end up doing more, great. Even better, right? But your homework from this episode is to pick just one thing from that list of self-care activities that you just made and do it at least once this week. And again, I really want to hear from you. I want to hear how this goes. So send me the answers to these questions and also let me know the one self-care action item that you're committing to this week. Go to my website, radiantlivinginstitute.com and use the contact form there to let me know. Remember, I read and reply to every single email myself and I really want to hear from you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a positive review, and share this episode with someone you know. And remember, your free guide, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life, is waiting for you at radiantlivinginstitute.com. Download it today.